is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, now. hey, hey. This hey, is hey. what dreams are made of. Is that the Lucy McGuire movie? Oh, yeah. I was just <laughs> discussing the Lucy McGuire movie with my coworker because she made her boyfriend, well, her and her boyfriend chose to watch it over the weekend. Oh, what a good boyfriend. And then my friend, my, our boss was like, what? And we were just like, it's the Lizzie McGuire movie, the one where she goes to Rome uh-huh. and falls in love with Paolo. Yes. And uh, they go asshole. around. And the, but then she realizes he's the worst that she falls in love with Gordo. <laughs> and then what's her face from um, Marvel Swiss Maisel's in it? What's, uh, I forgot her name. Bronson Rachel? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. The uh, the the manager in Marvels with Maisel oh. is her grumpy teacher. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, um, oh, frick. What's her name? It's a Alexis something or other. Talk for a sec, Beowulf. No, I feel dumb for not having seen the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, what are you like doing? Really We're going to stop doing? this. All right. <laughs> We're not going to talk about 30 Rock. All right. Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Top 30 to me, it is great. Hey guys, it's Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to me, our podcast all about 30 Rock and Tina Fey and NBC and Peacocks and Mm -hmm. Comcast. Comcast. We're, the Comcast. We're a Comcast <laughs> fan podcast. That has a great <laughs> ring to it, though. A Comcast podcast. Comcast fan podcast. Comcast fan. That's a. That's this is a the thing mouthful. that would never exist ever. Nope. <laughs> no one loves Comcast. Um, talk, right, talk 30 rocks. Except <laughs> us. If you want to sponsor us, then we love you. Thanks, Comcast. Um, um, before we get started with today's episode, first of all, hi, welcome back, or we're welcome back, Kimmy. I'm glad to be recording with you again. We'll go back all the people. This is fun. The last yeah. person I recorded with was not you. Oh, mm. that episode's already released, so we could talk about That's that, right? That's true. That's very true. Yeah, it was he, a very interesting person from 30 Rock, so it, it was, it was great. awesome. He's seven feet tall. He's huge. <laughs> um, uh, before we get started, just a couple of reminder things. If you're buying things on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 rock to me. Click support our artists and buy some fun stuff on Amazon. I had two Amazon boxes delivered yesterday, and it was fantastic. I ordered a bridesmaid dress on Amazon on this Amazon. week. Yeah, Has yeah, it yeah. No, no, I had to rush shipping, so it'll be here soon. Oh, but um, so my bridesmaid will wear. Is that how you call it? Yes. I'm a be an Amazon bridesmaid. So <laughs> an um, Amazonian. Uh, an Amazonian, <laughs> exactly. So the, uh, use our Amazon link, Do which it. I did, did not. not. Of course you didn't, but it's okay. I, I literally did. never <laughs> think of it, even though I talk about this weekly. All the time. Um, and if you're listening to us, make sure you subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, send us reviews. We love the uh, reviews. Emails. You're getting stickers we soon. People who said it, we owe some stickers. That's on me. Three. I can do it today. <laughs> I owe you stickers. It's coming. With a nice note card, probably my one with balloons on it, and an apology, or the one, too. or my one with houses on it. Did I've got you cute see? note cards. We just got a tweet from um, your friend Kevin, who apparently is overseas right now. Yeah, he's been in uh, the UK. Yeah, what, what did he, he say? He posted, he put one of our stickers on a light pole, and so he's like, "You guys are alive in in the UK." Yeah, and he spans past it, and it's our sticker on a light pole in the oh, middle of. I know. I, I like, have oh, good Kevin. friends. We yeah. have good friends. Yes, I like Kevin. That's, That's very, great. Very sweet. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. Kev. Shout out. After we like burned his name on this podcast, we were like, what a boring, boring name, white guy. Kevin. <laughs> anyway, but um, we're, we're not alone. We are not alone. We today. are not alone. I don't know that song. 
My delightful, wonderful coworker friend Beowulf Jones is here. Hi, Hi. Beowulf. Thanks hey, so much Beowulf. for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Beowulf and I work together at the Nerd Melt. Basically, this podcast is Talk Thirty Rock to me and or hang out with Kimmy's friends right. from Nerd Melt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's worked out great. Podcast. And if those of you at Nerd Melt who haven't been on the show yet, it's coming for you, <laughs> <laughs> aka Jake. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having. I me. think I already said that. Um, so Beowulf <laughs> works at the Nerd Melt with me. Yes. He also hosts. An incredible, delightful storytelling podcast, Risk Podcast. Okay. Um, which we'll, uh, at the like, end of the show, we'll talk about it. Do you play Risk? Sorry, I want to talk no, about No, you need to get the, the details. Talk about it now. Do you play Bailiff, Risk? Explain what? it. We do not play Risk. <laughs> Have you ever pitched that to them? Like, new, what a <laughs> surprise episode. Um, I've, I've made some pitches to Kevin. Um, <laughs> I you haven't... guys can play Risk Legacy. Because Risk, Risk Legacy. Legacy. Oh my gosh, have you never heard of Legacy games? No, I mean I've heard of Clue Master Detective. <laughs> okay. Sort of the same so, thing. Have you ever played Pandemic? <laughs> no. Okay, so Risk Legacy, Pandemic Legacy, and then we're doing a terrible C-Fall. job of letting him play. I know. I'm so sorry, but you said Risk that it's a game that what happens in game one affects game two, affects game three, affects game, game Dear four, God. and it just continues on. So you literally could do a podcast about it because it would just follow all. It's. I would do a podcast. I would be delighted just to play it. But this podcast is <laughs> different. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, no, he, he's doing the world uh, a joy with this podcast, but he's doing the Lord's work. Oh, well, thank you. you um, I, 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 the, the way Lord's I set that up didn't make it sound like I mean it, but I really mean that. Uh, well, I, I should clarify that it's technically Kevin Allison's podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, Risk is a storytelling podcast started by Kevin Allison of the state. And he does the show in New York and the tour shows, and I produce and host the Los Angeles one. Oh, cool. So I just have the Los Angeles corner to play. Okay, okay. Um, Everything else is Kevin. Uh, But that being said, I've uh, produced uh, an enormous number of stories that have been on the podcast. We have our first book coming out this summer. Very exciting. Um, Fun. Yeah. uh, We hope it's the first in a series. So yeah, go on Amazon and pre-order the Risk book. All right, cool. That's I like that. Great. We'll plug that. We'll, uh... here's That's my, awesome. Here's my fun story about Beowulf. My cousin was, uh, when I met up with her to, at a wedding, she, I was like, what podcast do you do? She's like, oh my gosh, I'm really into this podcast, Risk. And I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> friends with Beowulf. She was like, what? <laughs> and I got to be so cool for a minute. I'm like in a field in Sacramento, but like feeling like a baller. I was like, I know Beowulf. Hey, oh. Here, let me just text him real quick. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt real good. Actually, I waited to tell him in person. <laughs> so I, I love hearing stories like that. I mean, I do meet podcast fans. They're few and far between, but the ones who... Uh, know me from the podcast are real impressed for like 30 seconds and then after 30 seconds they're like oh no he's just a dude (laughs) (laughs) he's a person but his voice now has a body which is very interesting (laughs) I've seen a couple times where somebody because we'll get tweets from people that are starting episode one now mm-hmm. and they'll just send us random lines from the episode i'm like did i say that or did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't remember everything we've ever recorded but i'm glad you're enjoying it <laughs> i also want to say beowulf is the delightful man who introduced me to scott adds it oh cool yeah he oh, was right. he well i remember done. that that was wonderful you were so confident you're like do you want to meet him and i was just like <laughs> and you were like come on and we walked out and you were just a delight about it so thank you for that oh sure well i mean um I don't know that, uh, yeah, I mean, I've run into Scott enough, uh, that I, that was, no, it was nice. It was really thoughtful of you to do that. I had, we talked about yeah, that for like yeah, 20 yeah. minutes on the podcast. No, it was Aww. great. Yeah, well, it was I'm so glad sweet. that worked. You should have him on the podcast. We're, We're going to try. try. We got some encouragement from Grizz to do that from Grizz Chapman from, so we're, we've got Greg. some, we're going to start reaching out. It's okay. going to, it's going to happen. We're pretty set on it. So we'll see. We yeah. have ideas, but, um, let me ask you first. This is the question we ask all our guests. 
What is your meet cute with 30 Rock? Like, how did you come across it? How did you guys meet and fall in love or not fall in love? <laughs> what is your story? Um, the first time I saw an episode of 30 Rock, the scene I saw was Tina Fey, who I love. I love Tina Fey. I love her so much. She's the smartest person in any room. And that's why I wanted to love 30 Rock. <laughs> um, she ran up to some, someone said something to her that she didn't like. And she just went, really, really? And then it, she just kept going on, really? And um, it became clear to me that <laughs> all the jokes of that nature that were irritating me at the time um, were, how should I explain this? Uh, okay, this is why I hate 30 Rock. I hate, <laughs> I, Just get into it. Come I, on. <laughs> I despise 30 Rock. I detest I 30 Rock. I love so much. Because, um, and I'm glad you do. Uh, <laughs> I feel guilty for being here because, like, when I was a teenager, that's when I took pride in shaming people for loving the things oh, they love. Funny. Like, if you wanted to watch There's Something About Mary instead of Lost Highway, then I was happy to, because that was my vibe at the time i needed to make you see that you were an idiot for not liking what i love okay and you are are stupid for taking mass entertainment over art uh but it's not (laughs) it that's not important to me anymore i don't i don't care anymore so all i i mean people are going to be into what they're into and um you're both very, very nice, kind people. That's nice. Thank and you, Bailey. I don't want to just be like, well, this is why I hate the thing you love and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we are welcoming it. Yes. We, um, we are asking for it. We do okay. want you to know. Well, 30 it won't rock- affect us. No, no, no. Most likely. We're still going to keep recording. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> what if we're just like podcast over? Right. <laughs> they will have convinced us. Uh. Oh, I would feel validated and terrible at the same time. Um, no, I, okay. And, uh, all right. So 30 Rock, one of the most lovable, oafish characters is Jack, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yet Jack is based on Lorne Michaels, who is not lovable or oceous. He <laughs> is an asshole. That is why when Natasha Legero said to Andy Samberg when she was roasting him, I can't wait to hear the sad acoustic version of Dick in a Box played at Lorne Michaels' open casket funeral. <laughs> and the reason that joke works so well is because so Lorne Michaels is an asshole. When it comes to crimes against comedy, he is the Milosevic of his generation. And you've got people like Judd Apatow, and um, he's like, you know driving the car of comedy aesthetics in this country right if not right now at least when 30 rock was on the air and then you've got people like tina fey who i love tina fey and she is so much smarter than this show this this stupid chummy inside baseball show people who do shows about the real life of like celebrities or entertainers showbiz is not as interesting as you think it is (laughs) like I, nobody cared like you said the episode after the one we're about to discuss it was uh now things like make sense the, the conan leno thing uh-huh. but through two janitors nobody gives a shit about that <laughs> like that's just stupid inside baseball yeah. so these chummy friends can be like yeah we get it and uh like i like it 
you know, uh, I remember uh, I wasn't, you know, alive in the 70s, but I remember comedy from the 70s. And uh, like the voices were were so unique, like like, you know, Carlin or Pryor. And um, they they were about truth and like pointing out, you know, the corporate bullshit. Like, for example, uh, like, let's say advertising, uh, mass advertising. Now you've got like things like 30 Rock setting up their jokes like, really? Or seriously? Or don't be that guy. You know, we all know that guy. Don't be him. And it's so dumbed down that it makes it easy for advertisers to lock into that humor and be like, okay, it works on 30 rocks. So now we can use those same jokes to market to you. And cause we've already proven that people like those jokes. So instead of like pointing out the hypocrisy and the bullshit of this stuff, they're just making it easier uh, for people to be marketed to. Um, that makes sense in my head, <laughs> and that is the source of the rage I felt when I first saw my episode of 30 Rock, where Tina Fey was, like, going, really? Really? Uh, I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's like, with the intelligence she has and the brilliance she's capable of, it's like if Stephen Hawking decided to write a TV show about Captain Underpants. Mm-hmm. Like, he's capable... But don't you want to see that? <laughs> Like that's the th- anyway. Continue. I'll see that as Stephen Hawking's tweet. I don't want to see it as <laughs> his, his life magnum work. opus. That's, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I have a couple of follow up questions. Okay. So you made some fair points. I think that's understandable, and I do agree. That's how I felt. Oh, this no one's gonna agree with me on this. This is why I was frustrated. Birdman won Best Picture, and this is why I was frustrated. Did Birdman win Best Picture? It did. I'm mixing up Spotlight and Birdman's years. Yes, Birdman won Best Picture, right? I believe yes. so, yeah. I didn't get that Birdman won Best Picture, and um, I thought when people were saying La La Land was the same thing, I thought it was a little different, because La La Land I thought was broader. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say show business isn't as interesting as people make it. I'm biased, right? Like, right. I work in show business. I love show business, so I will watch any show about show business, other than BoJack Horseman Season 4, because it's so depressing. But I will. <laughs> Eventually. I just haven't been like, you know what I want to be right now? Sad. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I, I respect that point. And I think a lot of the great early sitcoms, some were like that way, but most were a lot more about real life situations and whatnot. And so sure. I, I respect mean, it. Like Dick Van Dyke show was about oh. a show he worked on, but like that was, I mean, they seem to keep that off in the margins. I mean, that's Seinfeld not, I was people, a comedian, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a showbiz show. You don't remember, the, that's not something you remember about the Dick Van Dyke show. You, what you remember is the interactions of the family and Mary Tyler mm-hmm. Moore and the two of them and her wearing pants on TV. Um, it's true. I haven't seen Dick Van Dyke in a while. It could have been a showbiz show and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't remember it being that, but uh, I haven't watched it much really. So all that to say, what are the works that you say, you know, you believe she's a genius. She has this stuff. What is the stuff she's done? That's really spoken to you. And uh, then I'll ask you the same with other comedies, but first this. Oh, sure. Well, um, I obviously, uh, wasn't in Chicago to see her in second city, mm-hmm. but from the time that I, I had, uh, I graduated from the second city conservatory. I went through all the training mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the thing that they hammer in you from day one in your first improv class is always play to the top of your audience's intelligence, never any lower than that. And so I know she had that training. Mm-hmm. And um, when she was at Second City, like her uh, two-person show with uh, Rachel Dratch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw videotapes of that. And uh, it was, it, I, I thought it was incredible. 
Um, I've I found her book to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, and her this is, is weird. Am I the only one who never picked up on the fact that she had a scar before I read about it in the book? Same here. Yeah. I I think I'd noticed it, but I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, much ado about nothing, but... uh, And even now, I don't know. Like, I guess if I'm really searching for it, I can find it, but... Don't think about it. Mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would like... I I mean, that stuff interests me more. Uh, I mean, stuff that's really emotionally loaded, like getting a scar from that horrible person who did that to her. And I'm much more interested to hear her, you know, use her intelligence to talk about that in a more meaningful way, um, you know, that I think people could relate to on an emotional level than these chummy horseshit that's mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. Rock. Yeah. No, I uh, I respect these feelings. But I'm also glad that you love it. <laughs> because it's clear that you get a lot, you find a lot of value in it, and it's played a really big part in your life. And I love that you've had that. Do you think if you didn't, if if it was somebody other than Tina Fey playing one of the lead roles, and you didn't realize Tina was so involved in the show, are your expectations higher for the show because you know Tina's background? Absolutely. Then if it was some other random person in that role, you're like, all right, it's just like a silly, stupid sitcom. Yeah, that's an accurate statement. But if it was anyone besides Tina Fey, I probably wouldn't even be interested in the oh, first Oh, fair place. enough, fair enough. You wouldn't have given it a like shot Like, she's anyway. the hook for me. Yeah. That's fair. Um, what are the comedies in there right now that do you speak to? Like either TV shows or things. What's really spoken to you? I don't really like comedy. Um, <laughs> we talk about Twin Peaks and X-Files, so, which I'm working well, on. Well, and Twin Peaks is very funny. Um, it is funny. Yeah, I, I do uh, love the, the new season of Twin Peaks that uh, just this last year. I am convinced it's mankind's uh, single greatest artistic achievement. The ceiling of the Sistine Chapel is a distant second. Um <laughs> I want to love something the way you love this. <laughs> I mean... Maybe my child one day. Right, right. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Or maybe you can find it in art. Oh, maybe. In... Uh, art. <laughs> I watched The Square, so I see things differently. I'm kidding. I didn't even see The Square. Continue. Um, what else am I... I still watch my stupid comic book shows, my kids' shows. Um... Why don't you watch comedies in general? Like... Is it just comedy TV shows or is it also movies? You're like, eh, it's a comedy. I don't want to see it. Um, I'm not excited about comedy like most sitcoms or movies just because I think the state of humor is so terrible. Like we're still like riding out the wave of the low standards set by the Apatows and the 30 Rocks and your Lauren You're just Michaels. naming names and I'm so into it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, like... I can't. They can't kill my career if I don't have one. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Fair enough. What then? You're you're talking about like currently. That's where we're at. What are the, are there co- older comedies that you feel like we're doing something different or like you oh, named God, Carlin? Yeah. Um, what are, uh, not Carlin and um, Pryor? What are the older comedies then that really speak to you? Well, I mean, this is more current than like Richard Pryor, but uh, the state taught me how to think. That's true. I mean, I'll I'll still go back and watch the state and never not find it brilliant. Um, and I, I know that all of, uh, Python just came to Netflix. So I did it really, how did I miss that? Or maybe it was Hulu, but I think it's Netflix, but like everything that, hold on, excuse me. Um, all like all the movies, all the flying circus and this just happened. So I feel we're 
about to see a lot of blog posts about how that stuff has not aged well because mm-hmm. um, some of it hasn't um, but I loved that at the time um, and I did love sitcoms growing up like I remember not having a personality until I watched Family Ties reruns and saw Michael J. Fox as Alex P. Keaton like mm-hmm. I didn't even know what a Republican was but I was like <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah right. whatever he is that seems a pretty good thing to be that's <laughs> That's he's the best thing that happened to Republicans, I think, ever. I think mm-hmm. literally he's the only cool Republican, mm-hmm. cool quote like thing that's ever happened. Yeah, I, if Michael J. Fox runs for office, I, I'm sorry, if Alex P. Keaton, Keaton runs for office, I would vote for him. You might, there's um, a Family Ties podcast called Alex P. Keaton is my friend. Is there? Uh-huh. We were we did a, a we did a live episode, live episode mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! But they yeah they have a show. And then I guess. Um, even before the state, my first sense of absurdity was formed by this Canadian author called Gordon Corman, mm-hmm. who um, my older sister introduced to me because uh, she got to go to a young authors conference or something where he spoke. And I was so jealous. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I um, I ate those up. I guess comedies that spoke to me when I was growing up. This is weird. I don't know. Do I have enough time to discuss this? Or is yeah, we got a couple cool? more minutes. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the Naked Gun recently. Okay. Because um, I remember my mom. Took, this was Zucker, right? Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Jerry and uh, both of them. And David Zucker. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, oh, I'm going to sound like such a dipshit saying this. Uh, I mentor fifth graders in mm-hmm. writing. And the fifth grader that I mentored uh, this semester, there was a part of her play that was, it was fart jokes. Mm -hmm. And I hate that type of stuff. Like, for example, in this episode of 30 Rock, when uh, Tina Fey was talking about uh, wine and cheese as like a suppressed suppressed fart fart, making. It's like, you're smarter than that. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, I love it. This is why I I don't watch certain TV shows and you know, when I keep talking... So I, where I don't watch certain shows because I'm like, oh, it's like boy humor. And like, I know that's like stereotyping, but that sort of stuff just tends to be granted you were tutoring a little girl. But yeah, it, but I, I didn't talk her out of it or try and suggest against it. Because I remember when I was a kid um, in in a scene from the Native, Gu- Native Gun, one of the two scenes that I hate the most now, there was a part where um, he went to the bathroom and he forgot to turn off his microphone. So everyone in this conference uh, can hear him peeing and making like bathroom noises. And when I was nine or 10 or however old I was when I saw it, I can't shake the fact that that's probably the hardest laugh I'd ever had in my <laughs> life at that time. Does that haunt you? It, well, it disgusts me now, but you know, like then I was a kid. Do I really want to deprive young me of that laugh? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so I'll accept fart jokes with fifth graders. Tina Fey, I think can do better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know if that was appropriate for this. It was uh, totally appropriate. Oh, well, that's good. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> Doing delightfully, Bill. Well, thank oh. you. Your honesty <laughs> is fascinating, and your perspective is really appreciated. I find it really interesting because we mainly have people who are really into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun hearing someone who has something different to say about it. So, I think we uh, we can dig in the episode. Do you want to do a thirty thirty real quick? Yeah. All right. Thirty thirty. Thirty thirty. Thirty thirty. Thirty thirty. All right. Go. All right. Cool. So I just got back um, last weekend from. I was in New York. And on the Monday that I was there, I did an NBC studio tour. And the most fun part of it was just that there were two NBC pages. <laughs> I got to <laughs> hang just out like for a little bit. Hardcore stalking those pages. Oh, you? Ma- when we were, and like, I was like, I was 
with a group of a bunch of high schoolers, which is just the worst. Like I have my group. It was me and there was like a family of two or three people. And then it was like 15 high schoolers on some journalism trip. And so they were just the worst, but it was just kind of, I, so I was like talking with the two different pages throughout the time. And then at the end they asked for a survey. Nobody filled out the survey. So I felt bad. So I like, mm-hmm. started filling out the survey survey and Oh, where are you from? Da-da-da. And I explained this podcast and I'm like, like what's the name or whatever so i like gave them our business cards and they're like oh well like maybe we'll send you some stories i'm like please do but it was fun it's like we went to um uh what were the, we went to three different studios we went to the snl studio and they were talking they were taking down all the set stuff from the P- st patrick's day show and then is there blood is that nail polish or that's blood i'm polish. sorry i got very <laughs> what? distracted <laughs> what what are you talking about that's nail polish oh, oh yeah that's i spilled it it's over there too, okay, a little bit sorry that was I a bad that day great if the rest of this podcast <laughs> turned into a murder mystery that we have to solve. where did the blood come from sorry. it's also a fun idea for an escape room start a podcast then escape with your life so also I, kelsey blood does not dry that red i don't I'm sorry. He then just mentioned escape rooms, which you know I want to talk about for 30 minutes well, now. Okay, move on. Move I've on. Done 16 in the last 18 minutes. Move on. I've never done one. What? Move on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Move sorry, sorry. on. So we did the SNL studio, <laughs> and then we did um, the Seth Meyers studio, and one other one. I don't know. But it was fun, and it was cool. And then what was really exciting for me afterwards, this is so, like I was in the NBC studio store, I ended. I met up with one of the hosts from the Winging It pod. Oh, that's so great. It's a West Wing podcast that um. is legitimately i found about that podcast from reddit because one of the hosts posted it on the west wing subreddit because why wouldn't you be subscribed to that mm-hmm. and she posted about that and so i started listening to that from that podcast kevin t porter from the gilmore guys podcast was a host on it so i was like a gilmore girls podcast started listening to that on that they had one of the hosts from the best of friends podcast on and that got me into oh you can do a tv show podcast which is 100 the only way that i realized we could do a 30 rock podcast and so it was just kind of fun to get oh, to talk nice. to andrea and um talk with her for like 20 or 30 minutes downstairs because she's doing stuff that yeah it was like my it was yeah it was full circle full so. circle um but it was fun nbc the rockefeller center is beautiful and there was ice skating out and all the flags and it was freezing but it was a lot of fun gorgeous yeah, i'm so glad my, you had fun yeah that's my my 30 30 that's so. a good 30 30 yeah i thought so mm-hmm Cool. All right, should we get into this episode? We ready for this episode? Yeah, let's do it. All right, this is season four, episode seventeen. Lee Marvin versus Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Air date was April twenty second, twenty ten. Director was Don Scardino, and the writers were Kay Cannon and Tina Fey. They were not. Nominated- oh shit! Kay wrote this episode. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. oh no! What happened? <laughs> no, you I have just higher expectations now for this episode than anything. Yeah, I is <laughs> one of the smartest, brilliantest people I know. She's so funny. She's so funny. Well, and they were nominated for an Emmy for this episode for outstanding writing in a comedy. Oh, series. this was not an <laughs> Emmy worthy. It, it lost to the Modern Family pilot. Oh, of course it did. I wouldn't wipe my ass with either of those episodes. All right, let's calm down. The Modern <laughs> Family pilot's actually a very, very good pilot. Great. Second of all, um, okay. <laughs> Continue, continue. We were open to your criticism in that we have now moved on to this episode. Only positive. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll I'll take the honesty. Honesty. That was my favorite reaction we've ever had. That's so great. 
<laughs> Dear Lord. Baywolf's just crying in the corner now because <laughs> Kay wrote this. So funny. She is so funny. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. We'll continue. My recap for the episode is that Liz is making an attempt to get out of her singledom by joining a myriad of singles programs. Tufer learns that his job was given to him because of affirmative action, which makes has him making a choice. And Jack is torn between Nancy and Avery. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Which storyline should we start with first? Oh, I do not care. You choose. Let's. Let's talk about twofer. Let's get that one. Okay. Oh, let's just God. dig into it. <laughs> God, this is so fun. So how does that one start? That he something happens where he walks into Liz's office. He realizes his checks are a different color. Our checks are different, which I Googled the heck out of that. And I can't find out that that's, it might be a thing. But no, I, that is a thing. Is it? Okay. Cool. No, no, no. Remember Carl talked about it on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Point. Yeah. That's okay, a real cool. thing. Because I kept Googling, like, affirmative action colored checks and just part, started bringing up a whole... Sounds, I yeah. know. It was like... The it brought up a whole bunch colored, of It got really tricky. I know. I couldn't oh. figure out. Um, but yeah, so I will just say that for this storyline, that on the 30 Rock uh, Wikipedia, it was saying that Keith Powell, who plays Twofer, was asked about his reaction towards his storyline in this episode. And... He- he said they kind of warned me about it. I thought it was a really funny thing because or I thought it was a really fun thing because affirmative action has permeated corporate culture and it didn't really freak me out that much. So Interesting. he was fine with the Interesting that to be like really thinking about that in the context of like uh, the corporate culture and how mm-hmm. affirmative action when it trickles all the way into something like that. That's interesting. That's I have a friend who's involved in um, the HR department for a company that like that's like a thing that they have to sit there and like keep their tallies and like do all that. It's I work for a, a private company, so it's not a thing that I know that HR per- they like they pay attention to that sort of stuff, but it's not affirmative action, making sure that there's a balance. Um, so just hearing some of the HR side of things, you know, I'm kind of offended that it's on Wikipedia that Keith Powell is like, oh, they came to me first to ask how I feel about <laughs> it, because that suggests. Like, I'm not allowed to be offended by this subplot, which I found uh, very offensive because, well, we asked the actor about it and he was fine. He was fine. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this episode? I hated it. <laughs> I hated everything about... Oh, no, there was one part that I chuckled at, but okay, we can that's get to good. that later. Well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't dig into this. So I just didn't... I didn't dig into the storyline too mm-hmm. hard emotionally. I think I just let it, like, glide over. I, my, I have, there's one joke in it I really enjoy. Okay, which Which one? is Kanye East. I always oh, funny. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my favorite joke. When they call him Kanye East, I'm like, ha. <laughs> nah, I didn't like that. Con- <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make a Kanye joke, at least make it funnier than a joke Kanye would make. That's fair. Because <laughs> um, I don't think Hard to do. 30 Rock is a show equipped to handle a topic like old school racism. Oh, like that. That's Man, a very fair statement. Yeah. I think that's a fair statement. I and think the show's they, come they to fire yeah, multiple times. A lot of, that is a very common thing that pops up of people being like, they shouldn't be talking about this sort of a thing. I mean, I think it's admirable if they want to bring it up and, um, you know, discuss it in a way that's not a bunch of horse shit, but like the best thing that they could do they have, okay, Tracy Jordan, that is his name? Yeah. Okay, he's incredibly minstrelly. He's like a character specifically designed to be safe for white people. And they have him coming up like uh, affirmative action, racism's back in this very easy, chummy, uh, easy on white people uh, way to get into it. Um, I will you know, say. And they, sorry. No, please continue. And uh, they they don't ponder the topic like in terms of sociopolitical significance. 
they just like have this like wink wink nudge nudge jokes about like you know this affects us now because now we're looking at racism uh through representation and pop culture Mm -hmm. and um that's a really stupid way for stupid celebrities working on stupid tv shows about a stupid topic like showbiz that doesn't mean anything uh Uh, that's a way for them to address it uh because i don't know i i keep saying that they're smarter than this but maybe they aren't like maybe this is the smartest way they think they can handle this topic Mm -hmm. and if that if that's so that's not worthy of an emmy that's like not worthy of a gold star to a first grader yeah there's been a couple of topics that they've i don't and i can't decide if they because it's such a hard topic to talk about coming from certain people that they try and broach it and then they get uncomfortable and so when you're uncomfortable you laugh i can't decide if that's what's happening yeah i mean because because they've dealt with and what's interesting with tracy is that there are times where he is like incredibly passionate about the racist things that pop up in the story two for always as like there's been stories before about tracy calling him the n-word and two for just going very 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 upset about it mm-hmm. um and then there's a whole storyline where jane krakowski's character is in blackface because they're trying to figure out who has it tough for a woman or a black person and the answer like, is a black oprah, woman. <laughs> yeah, oprah <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer was oprah but no halle berry halle oh berry you're right oscars, halle berry yeah. at the oscars adrian brody kissing her um yeah that's dumb I this is my one defense I want to say of Tracy I don't think what you said was wrong in any way shape or form I think he really struggles with that I do think he makes things palatable for white people what I will say is that I think seeing him in it just out of context in this episode is not a fair representation that character is actually incredibly Mm. and I didn't I didn't give that character credit until very recent watchings that character is actually very complex and thought out and I think Tracy Morgan is doing very interesting things with that character I think he it, the storyline you get with Tracy and how Tracy develops is fascinating. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't think you're wrong. I just think there's something to be said for is this is out of context and they do a lot with him throughout the show. Yeah. That's I all. mean, I don't fault Tracy Morgan. Oh, I'm not um, faulting Tracy. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not faulting Tracy. I'm saying more. Um, I understand the offense of that character. There is more there than you're seeing in just one episode. Mm-hmm. Those issues are there, but there's, there's the, he's a little more well-rounded and there's some really interesting things happening with him throughout the show, I would think. Mm-hmm. I, again, I'm not the person that has anything to say about this, yeah. sure. but that's how I see it. But that's just my one defense. Either of the writers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, racial Boom. discrimination in the workplace is a real issue, and what I didn't like about how this was handled, it seemed like their angle was... Well, we in the writer's room, we're all good-natured white guys. I mean, we we don't have hate in our heart. Yeah. We, uh, we don't even see color. We're just trying to navigate this tricky situation in a tricky way. And you mentioned that you laughed at uh, parts of it uh, because it was uncomfortable, which to me indicates that it was cringe humor. But oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't see this as cringe humor. I just don't see it as humor. Like, if it was cringe humor, I'd be impressed with it. And then uh, the way that they resolve it is, I think maybe Adsit says to him, Tracy, your problem is you're finally being treated like you're white. And that's like the nice button that we're all supposed to laugh at and be like, yay, they solved racism. It's (laughs) never going to come up in another episode. And what I hate most about it 
this show that I despise with so many people who I like, every time they show us the writer's room, I see John Murray. I see Anthony Atamanik. I, I see Gavin Spiler. I see people along with Kay who I'd be teching at UCB every single Friday night. And those are my warmest memories of like working in comedy. Like Atamanik, I've never said this out loud. I loved him so much that I wished he would be my older brother. Uh, like he was, and he's, you know, things are clearly going very well for right. him right now. And so I'm, but it, like it's the president show. Is that what his show? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. Got it. And yeah. so, um, like it, these three guys who don't have lines are <laughs> the funniest people in the world. As far as I'm concerned. And I get why they're there. They're taking the check. I would take the check too. Like, um, I mean, if I was Keith Powell or Tracy Morgan, I would take the check. I need to make a living. Yeah. But they're making a living, so I'm here to judge it, I guess. <laughs> fair enough. No, fair points. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly have nothing else to add about the storyline. I think... Oh, I think and then tricky. I also thought it was really stupid, like, you know, more about how... Uh, they were just examining uh, race through representation and pop culture. Um, was that Jenna? Is that her mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was stupid that like, oh, she could finally see what they were talking about because, you know, she knows Disney princess pop culture. I uh, mean, like before all the like if this episode came out today, they would probably be talking about what, what like diversity inclusion. Is that the what the thing is right now? I don't know. The thing Francis McDormand was talking about at the... Uh, oh, Inclusion uh, Rider. Yeah, Inclusion, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Like, they probably would have been mentioning that. Mm-hmm. And, like, but before we even got to the Inclusion Rider, I mean, first you had to abolish slavery. Uh, I mean, first you have to stop the lynchings. Like, the problem goes much, much deeper than, oh, well, it's gotten to a point where, you know, we're starting to get seen as the thief in security commercials again oh yeah Uh, i mean it's just such a shallow take on a Mm -hmm. topic that okay like i don't think that i'm probably qualified to write an emmy award-winning episode of television about Mm -hmm. it but i don't think i'm any less qualified to write it than the people who actually did write it and then get nominated for an emmy i mean that's fair that's fair. It is a shallow take. I mean, that's what Thirty Rock does. Thirty Rock likes to do. They like to, to approach big things and do it sha- like quickly and shallowly and mm. entertainingly, and then just leave it and be like, "We're a sitcom. We're not solving this." And that's something I always find very interesting. But I really, I totally respect why that can be really offensive. And well, I love shallow for shallow's sake. Like you know, the two characters in Peep Show are two of the most shallow people God, ever. They're so good. And I like. I'll watch I love them Peep forever. Show so much that show. Anyway, continue. Um, no, I think that's my soapbox diatribe about that. Yeah. I honestly have nothing to add. I think it's, Fair enough. I think it's tricky. Um, yeah. Cool. I would just say that that storyline buttons up with just taking, taking off the soapbox, but just like with Liz realizing that, oh, like she's gotten her position as well because of yeah the, 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 the another button. form of affirmative action. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was dumb. Like, oh, look, it's affecting white people, too. We're all the same now. Yeah, Everything's it minimizes equal. the other issues mm-hmm. when you start. We're all the same. You're like, well, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We should. Sorry, that sounded wrong. It's, <laughs> co- it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's really complicated. So I think we can leave it there. I, okay. think, I think we've said all that we can say about it. Yeah. 
Can we talk about Liz and dating? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's my favorite part of this episode is Liz's dating life and this whole thing. Oh my god! First of all, relate. (laughs) I definitely, I've definitely done this move where she gets mad at that cute guy and she just like corrects him on Avatar. Mm-hmm. Full on pulled that Not specifically with Avatar But I definitely have done that Where I'm like No I want to be right right now Yeah I don't care mm-hmm. how cute you are I don't care if you're trying to ask me out Or whatever the Yeah heck. no 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 Here's the truth of the situation <laughs> um, I just really enjoyed this storyline I find it very funny I, I love that I mean the episode opens up With her walking into Jack's office Looking like a prison weed dealer Yes oh my gosh Lord. Wearing her high school sweatshirt <laughs> And then Jack realizes, like, are you wearing a cup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Only guys can get hurt there. Yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah, I was watching that, but that was also making me mad because I'm like, I know that's <laughs> not her relationship with Lauren Michaels because Lauren Michaels is not. Lo- well, I, I mean, of course, I have no way of knowing what her relationship is like with Lauren Michaels. I've, spoiler alert. I've never been in a room with Lauren Michaels and Tina Fey having a conversation. Whoa. That's I. I may have misrepresented myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that was all that was all Photoshop. <laughs> but like it's um, a Photoshop photo of you in the corner. <laughs> make that happen I for will. this episode. <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, I. I, I <laughs> paid a teenager to photoshop me in and like you know now they're gonna you don't have, have to have to. me she's on the gonna podcast. do it she's gonna do it now episodes, oh man. i can't wait to see it mm-hmm. um but like I, I i just hate the characterization of him like to me having someone play a Lorne michaels character act like that it would have been if like someone from the third reich did a a, a nazi sitcom and they had Hitler played by this lovable character played by Dom DeLuise. Mm-hmm. And, but Mussolini, he was only one manic pixie dream girl away from making the trains running on time. He like wasn't totally sure of himself yet. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I got from watching. I, I think at the beginning of 30 Rock, there was a lot more of the Lorne Michaels, Tina Fey comparison. But as the show has gone on, I feel like they've ventured away from that. Mm-hmm. And intentionally, I feel like. Because there's... They're, like, they're friendship in this episode didn't even make me bat an eye like oh they're like really close and uncomfortable because it's been growing towards that um and so i think if you if you're going into watching the episode being like that should be lauren and tina there's no way that's it you're absolutely right i don't think they're trying to make that be the thing anymore mm-hmm. in okay. the show it if does that, become its very own thing yeah mm-hmm. um it's like this this thing where everyone there's like fandoms where they like want them to get together and Gross. Gross. yeah we're like, no. <laughs> and tina was always very quick like that will never happen never like, that's ever not what this ever, relationship ever. is it's so weird that um alec baldwin's like at the top of the food chain on this show <laughs> and a Tamanic is uh closer to the bottom yeah and then they got in that whole beef about donald trump impressions in a Tamanic, uh uh-huh. a- anthony's uh <laughs> trump is just top of the food chain. Totally. And like yeah. Alec Baldwin. I don't even know what he's doing. He's got his own things going on right now. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what about that thing when Tina Fey goes Roro? That's Scooby-Doo. It, it, that's, that, that's something people related to when they watch that. She's like, she goes Roro and runs out the room. Roro. Like, yeah. People are like, <laughs> oh, I like I he's saying it's so quick. Um, Roro. <laughs> Can I tell you that the, I watched these with the closed captioning on, and it said, as Scooby-Doo, <laughs> ruh <Ruh-roh. laughs> Which made I think he so laughed more now than he didn't watch any episode. <laughs> right. I did, I did. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it struck me. It didn't read total Scooby-Doo to me. Got it. it. But I did get that it was supposed to be a dog. It it made me think, I was like, oh, Liz Lemon probably watched Scooby-Doo over the weekend at one point, and that was on her mind, and so that's what she did. 
That's what I kind of took. I as. would watch an episode of television that was Tina Fey watching an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> that would be worth my time. I think that's almost a TV show on Bravo, where it's people watching TV. But we should just bring in celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright the show. Oh, uh, real quick, can I do a ten-second uh, tangent about something else? Then we'll come right back to Thirty Rock. Go for it. Speaking of Bravo, Andy Cohen was on this week's Riverdale, and all the teenagers were oh. so excited. Are teenagers really into Andy Cohen? No, no. Here's what's happening with. Riverdale. Oh my gosh. Um, and I'm behind. I'm going to say okay. this, but Riverdale gives a bunch of teenagers the cultural references and interests of 35 year olds. Okay. Over and over. Oh, so that's a why I love the it. First, a scene in the first episode where Lily Reinhardt, uh, where uh, Betty's character goes, My favorite writer. Oh God, what is the writer? Oh man, da, 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 da. Tony. Uh, Tony, Tony Morrison, my favorite writer, Tony Morrison, <laughs> a 16-year-old girl's favorite writer, Tony Morrison. Just want to say, every single one of them has the taste of a 35-year-old, and it's very funny to me. But I don't think to a 35-year-old, Anthony Cohen has the same significance and, as and Tony yeah. Morrison. I mean, no, 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 that's, that's totally fair, but I'm just saying, every quote, how old they actually every are, reference, so. <laughs> every joke is so clearly by someone in their 30s. Yeah. They don't even try, it's not like in Buffy where they did, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't old enough the nice casuals but then and buffy did a really good job of being kind of on it with references this show's trying to do that but they're just like 10 years too late okay. <laughs> that's what i think anyway so fair enough okay. they're catering to the older audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um five seconds before we get back <laughs> you're, you're good you're good uh speaking of you met you brought up buffy uh last week's episode of shield when a beloved character was dying or they found out he was dying they asked Always him happens. how he was and his response was five by five oh. and i was just like oh I don't remember that reference. Oh, five by five is what they would say to Buffy. It was like on Buffy. It was their slang that like, oh, things you're were right. cool. You're right. I haven't watched Buffy in a while. Oh my God. We should so watch Buffy. Let's watch Buffy. All right. <laughs> it's happening. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I just, I want to just come back to this dating thing. Mm-hmm. I just need to say, Jerem. Is that how you say his name? Jerem? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I like him so much. You like Jerem. Everything about that guy. I just let, again, another one of those, like, what were these auditions like? Like, this guy is Which my one favorite. Which was Jerem? He is that, like, he's know-it-all dude. He's talking with Liz, uh, with, with Jenna. With Jenna, where he's always, he's line dancing. When Jenna's like, like, I'll go with you tonight to the thing or whatever. And he's in the, he's talking with her and you learn that he collects posters. He, I collect posters. He's, like, doing the dance. With oh, the dude. that guy. Uh, yeah, that guy. And then I love that when Jenna's like, look at me, I can do it. And he's like, kind of. <laughs> just the way he shades Jenna. <laughs> it's very pleasant to me. She's just not used to somebody not mm-hmm. fawning over Look how her. much cheese I have in my mouth. That's not, not that much cheese. Not that much mm-hmm. cheese. I don't know. I just love that guy. He's so funny. Um, I love Jane Krakowski. Uh, yes. She's so good. I saw Xanadu on Broadway. She was originally <gasps> supposed to be in it. Oh, oh my God, we should have amazing. asked you for a 30-30. We didn't ask for Well, a we could talk about it now. But Oh, I know what my 30-30 would have been. Oh, had you please, asked. please. We told you I, our brain went um, off. Well, it, it, uh, it the role ended up going to Carrie Butler because Krakowski bowed out, and Xanadu uh, was still yeah. incredible. It oh, was I bet her in. Oh, I think he's on Thirty Rock too. Cheyenne Jackson. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they were the leads. They were amazing. Oh, and uh, Jackie Hoffman just blew everyone away. Um, she was Mama Cida on Feud. Yes. Um, oh al- yes. Also I know. came from Second City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my thirty 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 thirty. My thirty. It's 30. a playoff twenty twenty. It makes sense. We promise. <laughs> makes so much sense. Um, Jack McBrayer, who I wouldn't say that he wasn't in this episode at all. Huh? No, he's got one line that he I had find very one funny. line, so, okay. and it was one line more than I needed from that kind of character. Who everything <laughs> about that character was created. Oh, this is where I specifically to piss me off. This is where we start fighting. Uh-huh, I'm gonna like, start punching. Man, we do love Kenneth. Oh God, I, he's revolting. Um, 
but there's a restaurant that recently closed down on Sunset, like between Gower and Vine, called Magnolia. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. every time I went, Jack McBrayer was there. <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, we have like some of the same friends. So I think, like, you know, he probably doesn't really think about me too much spoiler alert <laughs> but like when i see people like oh there's ashley or there's christina they you know the jack mcbrayer friends mm-hmm. um but we just became the magnolia guys like every time i would go in and then 15 minutes later he would show up oh, or vice funny. versa that's so funny we would always like make you know a little bit of conversation and magnolia it's not too too expensive it was a little pricey but the food was really good so worth but it. for someone who makes jack mcbrayer money i'm assuming <laughs> that it was very inexpensive mm-hmm. um but like when it finally closed i was like i wish jack mcbrayer was around so i think the two of us could genuinely mourn yeah. this amazing <laughs> restaurant that we both loved that's a beautiful 30-30. I'm sorry we didn't ask I you, but know, I'm glad we got to it. You can do some fancy over. editing, put it back Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not. Some fancy editing. Fancy editing. That's what we are. We're fancy. Dang. That's a, that is a very, very good 30-30. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I always had the Cobb salad. It was so good. <laughs> and I'd always take a picture of it. And I remember one day I just decided to post all the Cobb salad pictures I'd taken at once. And like somebody was like, did you really just post 16 pictures of Cobb salads? <laughs> But, like, I posted them all together, so it's, like... Oh, good, you did one of those pinwheel ones? Yeah, so you would have to, like, be into clicking through pictures of cop salads. I'm sure there's, like, a point where you're, like, when does it... I just want to see how far this goes now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love cop salads, so I'm with you. Uh, There are so... This is just on an Instagram tangent. I follow a lot of, like, friends that are moms, and they all think their kids are really cute. And, yeah, they're really (laughs) cute in moderation, but they'll post, like, nine pictures of their kids, and I'm, like use that feature like, i know i will like that one because that counts for 10 i'm like i'm not going to scroll through and like all your stuff i'm like use that rotating picture i had to PSA, block mom. people from high school who like mm-hmm. post 70 pictures of their kid a day i like weirdly wish like i i just started embracing unfollowing people on facebook because mm-hmm. i'm like i need to do that but i stupidly wish that on instagram you can like follow somebody but hide their post i know you can hide their stories you can't hide their po- at that point you should just unfollow the person but i feel like it would cause drama if I unfollowed certain people. Yeah, I like. Ugh. I totally know where you're coming from because I consider myself not a cowardly person. Mm-hmm. I, I consider myself pretty brave, but I... I don't know. You haven't been very honest on this podcast <laughs> so far. Like, you're a little shy. <laughs> but uh, I, I do have uh, ridiculous arachnophobia. Like, ever since oh, I was a kid. That's... Uh, yeah, that's why I was like earlier, is that sense. a spider? <laughs> um, because in, I had that stereotypical origin story where I was a kid in Canada and these enormous spiders were crawling on me. Um, but where was this going? I brought this up for... Oh, yeah, yeah. Instagram. Instagram. There's a friend of mine who I think she's wonderful, but I guess she's just always into tarantulas, so she'll just be posting the these tarantula pics, like, and then clips of bands who i love and i love obscure bands so like like (laughs) i finally found someone who oh you love spaceman 3 as much as i do and then all these tarantulas will come up and so i had to unfollow like i can't do it to myself you're like send me those pictures directly please because oh 
Oh, oh shit, maybe we should edit this out because now everyone who disagrees with me and <laughs> loves 30 s- Rock might just be tweeting. <laughs> just going to send you spiders. I'm just going to Photoshop your head onto it. No, that'd be so mean. Don't do yeah, that. You I know John Ongaro, right? Yes. From Nerd Melt. There was, I was watching the episode of Breaking Bad with him when it first aired where they had that tarantula in the mm-hmm. desert. And I just went like, <gasps> and like turned my head away. And he announces to the room, oh, I guess we all know what Beowulf's afraid of. <laughs> oh, man. John's good that way. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys, I'm going to bring it back. Okay. Oh, I wanna, do, I'm going to bring it back and basically just say she gives that beautiful speech about yeah. getting at the end of what she's oh, looking for. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I did like stuff, that. Yeah. That she wants someone who will be monogamous and nice to his mother that likes musicals but will shut their mouth during Lost. Uh, thinks being into cars is lame and strip clubs are gross. Someone who will empty the dishwasher instead of taking forks out as needed like I do. I, want I love that like, like I, I do. do. Mm-hmm. I want someone with clean hands and feet, beefy forearms like a damn Disney prince. Genuinely like me even when I'm old. Yeah, I related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt when she said that, I was like, okay, I know... What if the guy has a really bad relationship with his mom because his mom's a psycho? Is there any flexibility there? (laughs) You're like, let's really dig into this. Like, how much of this did you mean? And Mm -hmm. can we get some background? (laughs) No, I mean, for one shining second, I was like, oh, Liz Lemon, I'm relating to you. I guess that's what the people who watch this show do. That's And she has several of those moments throughout the show. She's not always this Scooby-Doo caricature caricature sort of a thing. Like, she is that as well, but she does have a lot of insanely relatable moments sometimes. Yeah. Like, she is oh. really lovely. Like her one. getting so angry at an ex-boyfriend who showed up with his girlfriend and like didn't warn her about, like d- just like little things that you're like, oh, I get that. Like her just being annoyed at the situation and being honest about it. That things that it's hard for you to vocalize to other people sometimes and you see her doing it and you're like, oh, I get that. We all relate to Liz Lemon in some way, shape or form. Yeah. A little bit. She's, <laughs> an, she's a real everyman, you know? Um, that's all I had to say about that. Oh, though. I was uh, happy to see Julianne Moore. I didn't. Yeah, know she's she... in the midst of her her story arc on the I show. I love her on the show. Her and her dumb Boston accent. She's yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah, she oh. she has some fun. I'm pro jokes Lee Marvin. Like. Wait, what? I'm, 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 I'm the versus. I'm Lee Marvin, though I don't know who Lee Marvin is. Oh, Lee Marvin's great. But when you assigned me this episode, I was like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna have to watch Derek Jeter, am I? No, no. no. I'm sure he's been on the show at some point. They're I all too chummy for him. Not there's no. there's been um, they've. Yell, Jenna has yelled. Jankowski's character has yelled at him at a baseball game. Oh at one yeah, that point. one's so funny. Jeter like make it sound like she had dated him before and like climbs on Jack's right lap. Now. Yeah. I don't know what it is. NBC where they're just trying to sell us that athletes are funny. They're not. <laughs> no. I mean, there's like maybe one. Oh, have you seen? Marshawn Lynch from the Seattle, the he used to be on the Seahawks. You know Marshawn Lynch's. Uh, no, I've heard the name. His, his whole thing was that like part of his contract with the NFL is like you have to go and you have to like be at these press conferences afterwards. And he would they'd ask him questions. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, no. And they're like, aren't you going to say anything? And he would literally just be like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And it was like this whole thing. He also loves Skittles. He always gets like uh. Skittles and stuff. He's an I beast mode is like his. I I literally have a sweatshirt and sunglasses. Like I whatever but he has a netflix uh a facebook tv show called something but it's like him and his friends doing dumb shit and it is so much fun like he i've heard about this yeah he, yeah it, it, it was so much fun but i was like oh you're a funny athlete and it's just him being marshawn and it's fantastic so one funny athlete okay <laughs> Beowulf seems like he's still he's not, not so he's sure. not won over but maybe he'll open his heart to marshall lynch yeah i mean yeah i would be willing to i mean the only uh sport that i even care or like a uh, care about or like is boxing okay and um 
I saw Anthony Joshua recently on the Graham Norton show. Okay. And they were trying real hard to make him fun. And he's a great guy, a tremendous athlete, an incredible role model. But, like, all the jokes he was making, I was like, well, you know, it's not his fault. His job's not telling jokes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. Fair. Um, Can we get into the Nancy? And- yeah, I was is trying to Nancy think- Elizabeth Banks. No, Nan. No, that's Avery. Nancy is uh, Julianne. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though I didn't. Uh, there. Were- oh, I kept joking. Her glasses that she was wearing while she was playing dodgeball. Mm-hmm. I wrote, oh, they're BC glasses, the birth control glasses, which is like a thing. Like I know when you're in the Marines, like if you wear glasses, you have to wear these other glasses that they call like birth control glasses because oh, there's no funny. way you're getting laid wearing them. <laughs> um, and that's just what they look like. And then later on she called them Rex Specs, which mm-hmm. I thought was really funny. That as is well. really funny. So wait, know. was Julianne Moore supposed to be unattractive? No, no, no I'm sorry. About this is not the Liz Lemon story. She's talking about sorry, Liz sorry, Lemon. Sorry, 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 sorry. And oh, those okay. like her like dodgeball glasses. Oh, that's those. right. Oh, and then also I'm like, oh right, we're supposed to just all be on board and pretend that Tina Fey isn't completely attractive. Too. Oh, dude, that is a running thing. We're like, she is beautiful. She's so gorgeous, and it's 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 a running thing. She the could whole be time. one of those stupid high school movies where she's the nerd, and then she takes off the glasses <laughs> and takes her hair out of a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Yep. instant transformation. Instant I'm transformation. not buying it, Liz <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So the the, the Jack Avery. I was say Nancy, Nancy's storyline. triangle. Yeah. So I didn't realize this was when it was starting. I'm like, oh, I guess we're getting closer to all those weddings. Uh, can we, can I go back a little bit and just yes. say, I love that when Nancy shows up and then he's like, can I, he's trying to move her so he can go deal with Avery. Yeah. Can I come? She's like, do I know? It's because he took those photos in her house. Yes. So on at one point, so it's so funny. I Nancy's didn't character was like, somebody that Jack had a crush on when they were in high school. Okay. And so there's been a couple of episodes now where she pops up and like, she's like Catholic and doesn't want to get a divorce, but has like a loveless marriage. Like, so Jack's been just kind of waiting for Nancy to get divorced. Uh, and in the midst of this, uh, Elizabeth Banks character. So there's all this weird stuff going on. Was he sort of banking on the fact that she probably wasn't going to get divorced? That's what I was picking up on. Yeah, kind of. And so okay. I don't think he expected it to ever actually happen, but they would have like, Oh, I'll see you in six months. Like that sort of a thing. Um, but so at one point she was like, well, we can't get divorced because we got to sell the house because the house will pay for the divorce. So Jack sends Kenneth and Sari, one of the other characters, to go to her house to put an offer on the house so she can sell it. And that's where she's like, haven't I seen you before? And like, oh, because he was pretending to be some other dude. Mm-hmm. Some really weird name. So that's she has seen him before. Shut I just cracked up fat mouth or whatever I, I, it was. I was just made me laugh. I was like, that's a weird callback. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I really liked about this. Story. I mean, it's just a tricky because I think Julianne Moore clearly wins. Uh, I think everyone knows that Julianne Moore yeah. is the choice. Yeah. Well, no, I love Elizabeth Banks. Do I not do get too. me wrong. Yeah. But and Julianne Moore. That's why I was so upset to see her play this character. Oh, yeah. why is that? Because she's so much better than this character. I think she's. I like this character. I like this, like, play off these, like, really strong well, blondes. And, on news. and her story gets. I'm like, spoiler alert. She gets kidnapped in South Korea. North, North Korea. Korea. North you don't, Korea. No one gets kidnapped in South Korea. <laughs> Sorry, no. She gets kidnapped in North Korea later on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Is she okay? Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> it was it was how they sent her away to go do Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> or something. She was, oh, was either that or Zach Amir make a porno. One of those movies she what had to go do. So they sent she her away. She got North kidnapped Korea. in North Korea. And it was really fun because that was actually the summer that uh, Kim Jong il died. Yeah. And oh. Kim Jong un came back. So yeah, it was like it was actually times. interesting. <laughs> oh. Um, her story is kind of an interesting one. 
but um, um but yeah no I, I just i like seeing jack in the setting with these different relationships calling on him and kind of who does he want to be i like when they break it down at the end about who does he want to be yeah i also really like the reference to reagan's pyramid oh i always yeah, find yeah, reagan yeah. pyramid jokes funny yeah that she stole the she got the, the cufflinks, cufflinks his, that he was buried in a well and then so i didn't this is so this pyramid. is now the second harvey weinstein joke that has been made in 30 oh long. i missed it oh, what was okay. it that's, yeah because i did make a note of that yeah so when when avery calls him to say like you got to get to this party um and then the, because the people at this party are harvey weinstein glenn beck ashley olsen oh god um, yeah the, and the then, people that make new york great yeah that's what jack goes the people who make new york great. <laughs> and i was like oh instantly dated oh man and, okay but then i was so this storyline where she's like uh or she's not ta- i guess that's in person that's not over the phone yet but she they're talking about the headlines that would show up if they showed up on the red carpet together and it's like money bunny avery jessup steps out steps out with sex executive sex executive jack so funny to me. but i was like okay you guys are hanging out the whole time together arms linked and stuff but it's just the red carpet you're concerned about like people will see you at the party as well mm-hmm. um but then i love that you hear they all think that she's chelsea, chelsea handler. handler that joke made me laugh really hard <laughs> chelsea over here chelsea it's a good joke it's really funny yeah mm. um and i think so then that just kind of oh i thought it was interesting because at one point isn't when jack is with avery at one or is that in the next episode where he says nancy's name i think that's the next episode never mind rewind yeah um but yeah so that just oh and then at one point liz takes nancy to the singles event nancy is so lovely she is like that's what kills me she's just such a lovely mm-hmm. character such a lovely it's just and you so read i'm so ready to just love julianne more than anything she's in so i just love her in that like like leading the way and liz having a hard time and the way she speaks to liz Again, this yeah. is me taking the show too seriously, but that moment where she's like, you're acting like a cranky cow and you're not. And like, she just like, <laughs> gives this pep talk that I think is so heartwarming. I think we all need that little talk. Yeah, little I, I would have been interested in watching the Liz and Nancy show. It'd yes. be really cute. They're a good pair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nancy just is so encouraging and hopeful and she's is happy yeah. in a way that I really respect. I just think Elizabeth Banks deserved better than this role. And um, I'm not one of those people. I, or I don't know, maybe I am one of those people who thinks that if you're an artist, you have... And this is coming from me, who's never accomplished a damn thing in his life. <laughs> but I do think that if you're an artist capable of great things, you have a responsibility to aim for that. And I guess at 30 Rock, I just get the sense, no, it's all this inside joke. But it's not like an inside joke that's too smart for others to get. It's like an inside joke that I just don't give a shit about. (laughs) And like Elizabeth Banks is an amazing actor. Mm -hmm. And I think she already played her, you know, dumb blonde role in Wet Hot American Summer. So like great in that. Yeah. So she paid those dues. And she's such a strong person in real life. Like I've had uh, the privilege to work on a number of sets with her. And do you want some behind the scenes always, gossip? Always, give us a hot goss. Okay, there was one set that I was working <laughs> on. Oh, lean and, forward. And this was <laughs> this uh, this was the moment where I was like Elizabeth Banks. I will follow you for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, it was a scene, and she was doing a scene with a pretty famous actor. He's been in a number of movies, but he's very successful in TV. And um, it was a makeout scene, uh, but this actor was getting like way too involved in crossing boundaries that Gross. like any respectable actor knows that you don't do. And I think um, what finally pissed her off was he touched her boob. Mm. And then this was before she was directing, oh, but gosh. she cut the scene. And she fucking read him the riot act. Good for and, her. Like in front of everybody. And it, there wasn't anyone who wasn't on her side. But you know when you have that feeling of watching someone just 
do justice uh-huh. in front of you. Like you like wanted to cheer afterwards. I, yeah, <laughs> it was. I expected like that. I've never seen Rudy, but I assume at oh, the end yeah. everybody cheers, <laughs> and so I wanted like that cheer. And I've seen her play such strong characters, and that's what I respond to when I see her. So I was like, <laughs> oh, now she's just having fun doing stuff that she's. So I would say her character is a very strong character. This is not a great representation of this episode. Just you know that in general, she doesn't get walked over. Um, she does. I feel like she holds her own. Do you agree with me on that? Oh yeah, or? she's so smart. Like the whole thing is, she's much smarter than Jack. She's well, not. Then j- how is Jack putting this over on her? Um, because this is the first time Nancy has. Uh, this is the beginning of this love triangle. And, and Avery and Jack are not exclusive yet either. There's ki- there's like weird stuff, but in general, I would say because she her role in the like because she's she's like a hard hitting reporter um, and focused a lot on money and politics. Mm-hmm. And she at some point she knows stuff that Jack doesn't know and she holds it over him like or is like, hey, don't you know this? Like that sort of thing. So she she plays ball with him pretty well. This is not a great episode. It's not that. because like that scene where uh, she was like, oh, I know what your problem is. You're worried about the age difference. Like she that like she they're showing her to be like too stupid to put together the shallow motivations of a one-dimensional cardboard character got it no at, at this point you have to think like like she's teasing him about the age thing because they're actually they've been dating like a little bit now that it's it's teasing him not i'm trying to figure out how to describe it correctly i don't she's not honest she's not Mm, I can't remember how to describe it, but she is a stronger character than what you see in this episode. That's okay. what I will well, say. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> um, uh, so, what was the other storyline? That was I mean, that was the third storyline. We're pretty much hitting. I'm trying to think. There's any other moment, like so any other things about we it? We do. So, there's a couple of things. Uh, Judah Friedlander's character Frank has a couple of hats. Yes, I, I forgot to write them down. That for this we've got um, uh, monster truck wrestling, mm-hmm. last shot first, mm-hmm. and Defcon Fifty, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we also hear Liz's middle name in this episode. Yeah, how do you pronounce it? What did it look like in closed captioning? They didn't. <laughs> they didn't do it? They didn't um, even... I couldn't see it, but then I Googled it afterwards, because I'm like, I know it was a thing with an M and a V in it. And It, it was it, like an Eastern European name It's, or it's a, a it? Latvian name. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And it's M-I-E-R-V-A-L-D-I-S. Mirvaldis. But she kind of like... <laughs> I know, she says it with like the correct pronunciation. Yeah, but it's... I've heard before that that was the last name of one of her assistants. But when I was Googling it earlier today, it just said it was a friend of the show um, named Katie Mirvaldis, that that was what the last, the middle name was so funny though. Elizabeth Mirvaldis, lemon. (laughs) (laughs) Like you go Liz. So good. Yeah. I liked that name. Um, This is how stupid I am. And I want everyone to understand that (laughs) despite the fact I'm saying things that might sound like they're kind of smart, I'm not smart. I'm an idiot. And when you said Latvian, it reminded me how up until about three years ago, I thought Latvia and Latveria, which is the false country ruled by Dr. Doom, uh, were the same (laughs) country. I was like, where's Latveria? Oh, there we go. All right, cool. (laughs) You're a little far away, but I would shake your hand if you were closer. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. I like that. Um, oh, I, I want to apologize. Yeah. There's just that moment where she's giving that really beautiful speech uh, to that guy about what she wants. And I just love the dodgeball. I just love the idea, again, of a PA just being hand dodgeballs and throwing them at her. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> go for the face. Go chest. Go, like, rest. And just throwing, like, a PA just every, like, now. And just throwing a ball, uh, like, a, a dodgeball at her. It makes me laugh. I like, was thinking about that because in an early hot tub, I had to throw boots at Kurt. <laughs> and his direction was like, you know, throw it hard enough. 
that it looks like I'm taking a hit, but we don't want the audience to worry about me, so oh, don't throw it that funny. hard. Mm. I, I literally had a shoe thrown at me today. I Why? Was, I was at church, and we were on the playground, and all of a sudden, like, what this... What church little... do you go to? <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Uh. Not promoting it, but, like, I was on the playground <laughs> watching the kids, and all, I'm sitting there talking to somebody, and this shoe flies past my face, and I'm like, who's throwing... And two of the girls were trying to do the can-can, and it flew off her shoe as I came bumbling. Well, it's me. a fun church where the kids yeah. do the can-can. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did notice about this episode... <laughs> Sounds too. like an old Donovan song. <laughs> the kids are out in the can-can. The kids are out in the can-can. <laughs> um, that this episode... So Scott adds its character, Pete. He is he ends up being a very sad character most of the time. Like, his marriage has problems. He's got kids that beat him up. Like, all this sort of thing. But I felt that this was one little insight into, like, okay, he does do some dad stuff because he was very quick on listing those Disney princesses. He didn't know his stuff. He was very quick on That's that. appropriate. Um, this episode also gives us Bitch Hunter. Yes. yes. Oh bitch Hunter was the moment where I chuckled. That's what got you. <laughs> bitch Hunter. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Also, it looks like the Parks and Rec set to me. Oh. I don't even know if Parks and Rec was it out yet. It just it looks like be, this, yeah, this the, the, the crown. So, yeah. This is the crown molding. It looked like it. But anyway, all I'll say is I love Bitch Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, like if I saw Bitch Hunter on paper, I'd have been like, Ugh, more 30 Rock bullshit. But, like, in execution, <laughs> they, they got in, they got out. The sh- I know, they're good at those quick cuts. It's like yeah. Family Guy style, but he just like the shotgun and, and then kicking in that bathroom door. It's so funny. And, and it comes back at least once more. At least once. Oh, I think wow. Twice I would more. watch that. Like On the Mother's Day episode, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's going to love that one. Yeah, I don't love Will Ferrell in everything, but the stuff that I do love him in, he's always perfect for. And I thought he was perfect for Bitch Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was quite great. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Do, 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 do. That's everything I want to talk about. I have my favorite line. Oh, yeah. What's what your, favorite your favorite line? My favorite line. I don't think you guys are going to like this one. <laughs> I like Tracy so much being like, like being like, don't lump us all in. And he goes like, can you tell a bald eagle to stop yes, scaring me I, at that zoos? Was, that was my favorite line, too. <laughs> I don't know about that really killed me. Oh, yeah, I hated it. I know. I laughed so hard at that bald eagle dear lord tracy oh my goodness it's so funny that was my favorite line what was your favorite line was that the same one I, that, that legit was my favorite line All oh right. I, I oh i did like though that tracy called obama barry obams barry obams <laughs> i was like just like that friendly terminology there and did I just, obams. Oh, I, you didn't like that either <laughs> no i just figured i mean maybe he improvised i don't know but i figured oh that's what a white writer would think that he would say i was talking um i interviewed grizz chapman from 30 he, grizz wasn't in this episode at all he's one of tracy's entourage men. Okay. He's got two mm-hmm. of, uh, grizz chapman and kevin brown play grizz and dot com and i i was asking like parks and rec is known for like having the improv take no improving was not a thing that happened on this set that they were pretty held fast to what the script said. Yeah, I wow, get it. These that's... shows are written. Yeah. They are written. So that's the one trait of Lorne Michaels that actually did make it through. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was interesting. What was your least favorite line? Um, <laughs> that's a, ooh, that's a good question. I mean, they You don't all, have to have one, but I want to They know. all tie for first place, but one <laughs> thing that I wrote down that I didn't uh, get a chance to comment. I thought the did you let one in joke was uh, uh, yeah. particularly You're hot. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Um, they weren't referencing the vampire movie, so. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> that's all takes to get a laugh. I love it. Didn't they? Oh, that's funny because uh, wasn't he making blade jokes? Probably. I don't remember. I th- yeah, I think Tracy was making Blade jokes. In this episode? Yeah, I think it was like one of the ways that they um, 
were uh, relating to he, representation. Well, he, he said, and, Sloven Shield commercial with a black burglar. There was a white judge on Law and Order. And then, all you've ever known is your affirmative action jobs and Queen Latifah cover girl commercials. Mm-hmm. There hmm. might have been another one, but I didn't write it down. Okay. I'm pretty, Maybe uh, I'm uh, just Lee Marvin it. marathon on Turner Classics. That's not Blade. No, it's not Blade. No, Lee Marvin wasn't in Blade. Mm-mm. I think I think we covered the episode. Yeah, I think we said so. everything I want to talk about. Um, Beowulf, thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? Where can they find the podcast? The stuff you're doing? Can you give us all the info? So if they were like, "Wow, that guy was funny and really hits Thirty Rock," they can come to Risk. They can listen. Whole shebang. Well, I would love if they would come to Risk. The next Risk is Saturday, April twenty first, seven thirty p.m. at the Bootleg Theater. Um, I am also teaching a new storytelling class at Nerdist School, yeah. um, which did not shut down. That's, I was about to ask that. I was curious. I knew they were going to do their own thing, but I was confused. Yeah, I think they're going to rebrand. All right. Um, ID10T school? I don't think oh, it's going to be ID10T. I love that. No, that's already a thing. That's Chris Hardwick's is new brand. Is it really? That's oh, Chris you're right. It that's is. Chris I'm, new like, brand. I'm sorry. I that was, love it was a bad joke. But I'm teaching a storytelling class, so sign up for that. It's an awesome class. People love the class. A lot of former guest Loretta uh, mm-hmm. has taken it like it's great uh, yeah oh yeah Loretta was wonderful um, you can find me on Instagram at Beowulf Jones mm-hmm. you can find me on Twitter at I am Beowulf Jones mm-hmm. and on the Facebook uh, Beowulf is spelled B-E-O-W-U-L-F mm-hmm. uh, Jones is spelled Jones and worst case scenario if you can't find me and you feel like you gotta just message Kimmy and she'll I'll, c- I'll hook you up but Thank we'll also you. tag you everywhere that. Mm-hmm. you'll see it um, I've got nothing to plug no um, other than yeah. nothing on our end I think thanks okay. for um, uh, bearing okay. with us over our break that we took there we're allowed to oh. I do <laughs> thank them thanks for I bearing with I'm like you know what patient. We by got the some way now that Nerd Melt's shutting down in a week <laughs> if anybody wants to hire me I'm totally open he's an excellent to tech guy you will have delightful conversations while the show is happening thank you as long as they're not about 30 rock where I'm <laughs> yeah. <a bit> wrong. <laughs> you hear yelling from the back room <laughs> oh man uh, uh, you can find me places at Redheaded Blonde on Twitter and Instagram you can find me at Kimchi Lucas you can find our podcast at uh, Talk at talk 30 rock to me and our email talk 30 rock to me at gmail.com shoot us a message rate review subscribe the whole shebang yeah all right cool Th- thanks, thanks for guys thanks Bill. thanks Bill. thank you i had so much fun we had fun having you yay mm, bye bye and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.